so we're taking our show on the road. Uh, we're going to go to Dallas to the uh, NRB, their big uh, convention that they have. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about having our first live audience for Unashamed. And it's on uh, June 23rd. Earlier, they were you had to be a part of the conference or you couldn't come. But uh, I think because of pressure from you guys, uh, they've decided to open it up. And so you can, for $25, you can get a one-day pass. And, and you can get there as early as 11 o'clock at the at the event, and uh, but our podcast is at 4 p.m. If you want to go, if you're in the, especially in Dallas area, uh, go online. You'll see there, you know, we'll, we'll tell you where to go, uh, NRB, uh, register, and then, uh, then make sure and get your ticket. And then uh, if you want to see us live, you'll get the opportunity to see us live. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so we encourage you guys that want to come to check it out and uh, better get on it pretty quick because I don't know how many spaces are available. So uh, if you really want to come, I would check it out. I am unashamed. What about you? Human desire. I mean, Missy today, she woke up. She come in there. She said, is everybody gone? I said, yeah. She said, what do you think about beans and rice tonight? I was like. She sounded like your mother. I said, I like. She's making plans when she eyes open. She's making plans. I said, I like that plan. Well, I said to the movie makers, I said, I, I said, tell those girls to come in here. And the girls and the movie maker come in there. I think the there director. was one girl, but yeah, you have a couple of them there. Oh, wasn't it? There's two of them, but I don't know who they were. I never seen. <laughs> yeah. One of them is the director. I said, daughter. let me just show you, you girls something because you need to know things like this. Yeah. I opened the oven door, and she had an egg custard pie and then a little Ooh. bowl with the custard in it. I said, this is what you call the final level. Most women never get to this level, right here. What you're seeing <laughs> of the egg custard she, pie making? Yeah, they were like, whoa. So I set them out, and they got just just cooled down a little bit. So I got a little spoon. I said, I said, here's why it's the final level. I gave each one of them a little spoonful, and they said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they said, what, what is that? Yeah. And one of them started talking Cajun terms, <clears throat> Kumbale, something. Exactly French, but yeah, creme brulee. Well, she said, that's a creme brulee of some kind. I said, no, call it what you will. That's creme brulee on steroids is what mom's uh, custard pie is. That's yeah. correct. I yeah. mean, every time I eat that, I think this can't be good for you. No, it's, it's yeah, terrible. It's, it's too good. But yeah. it's, it's only you'd have to be an old lady to cook that. Yeah, that's uh, old. That's final level. That's the final level. Yeah. Because you don't, young women young cooks, have a hard young cooks, time cooking nope. that. Nope. No. no, she fixed a peach cobbler the other night. I mean, you know. So what's Yeah, it? I know they sent me a picture of it. Tony sent me, so Tony sends me pictures of food. Tony Thomas. I which, tried to tell you all last podcast, <laughs> most people, they wake up and the number one thing they think about is what, food. What are we going to eat? All day. <laughs> that That's it. Yeah. And so when you read in the Bible, you read these verses, it's like their God is their stomach. You know, talking about earthly, yeah. that, that Philippians 3, 18 and 19. You're like, well, you got to eat. <laughs> But man, twenty four seven. I mean, so we'd be on vacation, and you know, we'd be, you're eating a meal, and then you're like, "Whoo, boy, that was good!" And you're talking about the meal, and then somebody says, "Well, we having for supper." And then, well, right. then you start the discussion. Well, it's just the next I'm thing. So full. But why do you think Miss Table's going through what she had to have for what we call dinner, lunch, midday, and then she said, "But the, but the meal." You have a, we have another chef coming in, Stone, <clears throat> who's going to 
you know, brawl or was it with the his tenderloin? Was he do no? It's a yeah, roasted tenderloin. He he, uh, he smokes. smokes it in a he calls it a trash can, but it's like a barrel that convection cooks it. Yeah. He hangs it in that. Yeah, barrel. but both those things were in the mix at once. <laughs> Well, right. I was like, well, you know, you know, it takes him twenty four hours to do that. <clears throat> oh, that's the brisket. Oh yeah, it's. It oh, only what takes are y'all a, talking about? We're talking about that whole steak tenderloin. Oh, right? like the back strap yeah. of the cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm calling that only takes about an hour and a half. I'm calling the oh. Robertson's camp, which is multiple locations. Yeah. At any time, but it is the epicenter of fine dining. I agree. Would well, you agree? What, well that, how come you think Jesus spent so much time? Using that analogy, you remember the Samaritan woman? He's like, the water I'll give you, you'll never thirst. Remember Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what's right. Because he he was illustrating how powerful an urge. And even Peter, when he was like... You know it's a powerful thing, the, the intake of food, because some of my friends brothers their stomach is so big they can't see where they're peeing yeah at all yeah and and their plate when they're having a meal their plate is on their never stomach. thought about that phil look and their plates on their stomach and it's not at any angle well it's i've level. seen that it's I, looking down I, at your plate and you're eating i know who you're referring speaking to speaking of that. which i had a, i talked to him yesterday one of our i've seen him brothers. do that I've, i saw him get up and walk to the sink with his plate on his belly. And I thought, <laughs> did I just see that in all my life? This, Unbelievable. Give this guy $10,000 because if I would have videoed To that, his credit, I reminded him two or three years back. I said, I said, well, I called him Red Dog. I said, Red Dog. I said, look, I said, have a salad, dude. I said, start hitting the salads. I said, because I love well, you. But, he, but he you're has lost, so he has you're lost. getting to the size where well, he lost about he lost about eighty about pounds, eighty about eighty pounds. So I called him and I said, "Man, I'm so proud of you losing that weight." And he said, "Well, I still got another hondo to go." And I was like, "Okay, but hang in there, yeah. bud." Yeah. When you lose eighty and you're still a hundred down, you, <laughs> well, you're too heavy. It's you're too heavy. I mean, if you yeah. can't, I mean, I was just telling him that that can't be good for you. Yes, but he had a knee replacement too, because you know your you, everything well, below so everything the, below there has a lot of stress. On it. Hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you need to be able to see if you're a male or you're yeah. a pee. We got it. We got yeah. it. When everything's <laughs> blocked out, you're like, my belly is yeah. too big. Some reason that's making me feel uncomfortable. But uh, I, I don't, never. By really the way, you want y'all want to hear about the luckiest dog on planet Earth? Well, of course we do. Is this the? You told me I, you were going to tell me something I'd never. I said I'll tell you a story that you've never heard of before. Right. On, and that's on, unusual because Jay says a lot of stories. It's a lot I'm... about probability. That what the odds? The yeah. odds are. Yeah. Well, I'm an odds. So guy. Red, I tell Red, I call him up. My neighbor. He this isn't a, Red Doll. This is another Red. It's another, this <laughs> just, is another just Red. Just for the audience. It's hard to get all these Rednecks. This is Red, Red, the, the, the Redneck, local Redneck. He, he, I called him up. I said, listen, my neighbor said uh, his pipe came in too, pulled apart, and the beavers have stopped up a levee down there, and I want you to go down there and get the track hole. And, and, and he said, I said, dig that pipe up. And I told him where it was. I said, you did get up, take that pipe out, get a water flow going through it. And I said, we're going to do it just to help our neighbor out. He said, all right, I'm on it. So he gets on his four-wheeler, and he has 
Bob with him. Bob is a little dog. Oh. He's a he's a half breed. I thought it was and, a and guy named a, he, Bob. He's a small dog, but he's got a loud mouth. And he's dumb as a post. And Red admits that. I said, Red, that, that's one of the dumbest dogs. Every time I see him, he acts like he's gonna tear me up. But then he wants to be friends five minutes later. I said, he's got some issues. He said, he said, that's one of the dumbest dogs on the planet Earth. So he takes Bob with him, and they're riding along on a four-wheeler down in the woods. They, go, they go down there where the Traco is. It's parked near within 40 yards of two killer beaver traps, Kona bears. You, oh, you put yeah. them in the bushes. You cock them. I've seen it's, them. It's like a gigantic uh, mouse trap, but this is steel. <laughs> yeah. And you and you see it on the the mountain men yeah. after Matt Dillon. They've got mountain men. Well, they use the same traps up there. They're catching, you know, uh, all kinds of. So you don't know what time martins. it comes. They call up. them it's martins, like a little mink. We call them minks down in here, but they got martins and they're catching these wild animals in the fur business. But these traps are designed to whatever gets in. Hits those two wires, it's over. When it slams, slams shut, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, within within a minute, you you are dead. Yeah. It chokes the life out of you. It, if it didn't well, we break any it. bones and we, all we that, we got it. it it's so lethal. Bob he jumps off the four wheeler and gonna do a little scouting. Unfortunately for him and uh -oh. Red, oh, they didn't know I had them killer traps. Two of them, and I, I'm after Beaver, but I've been catching coons right but when i walk up there there's a coon there he's dead yeah because he came to the trap the trap yeah, kills him we, we got it throw <laughs> into the alligator i got two or three gators around there so you're you're feeding, uh, the, feeding, the, alligator. I'm feeding the alligators yeah, okay uh, well bob gets in that thing <laughs> in other words and and red hears him just screaming ah, 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 ah. well he gets off the four-wheeler runs up there bob is in the killer trap and he's still alive he's and he, he's, a, he's a live dog and hollering for his life. And he has less than 30 to 40 seconds on this earth. So Red and him, <clears throat> Red loves that dog. Yeah. So he and his buddy, his local redneck with him. So there's another guy there. Yeah, there's another guy. Okay. And these things are hard to set. They're stout. But they're trying to get him loose. And Red said, well, I tore, tore a big chunk of my finger off. <laughs> he said, but I saved him. And he said, I knew he was dumb. He said, but that right there shows that he is the dumbest dog on planet Earth. <laughs> so they get old old Bob out of the clamp. And, and look, that sucker is trotting around this morning like nothing ever happened. So he he's lucky. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't have been on the premises, just a few, 30, 40 seconds. That Do you think he learned his lesson? I said, why would he go down that, that riverbank? <laughs> why would he find that particular trap going down dog, the riverbank? Why Is would he, a dog find a trap? I said, Red, you know I had those traps out there. He said, I know it. He said, he said, I knew he was dumb. He said, but that proves he is the dumbest dog on the earth. You know, Bob survived, which is a good thing, and I'm happy for Red, and he got his dog this morning. He, old Bob goes with him wherever he goes. So yeah. he saved his dog from a killer trap. I always think about when I see dogs do dumb things y'all think about that verse in uh peter where he says it's better not to know jesus than to know him and turn your back on the sacred command then he's like like a dog returns to his vomit yep and uh just yesterday is where the sow that is washed goes back to wallowing in the mud yeah yeah i mean yesterday it's weird you say that because i had 
I had come on the night before and I didn't realize I had run over a bullfrog in my driveway, which is pretty incredible. Cause if I'd have known it, I would have cleaned, cleaned it, it and then ate it <laughs> immediately. Road Some road kills. Well, especially if you do it. Yeah. But I hadn't, Realized so it came out well, of the lake, you think? It, well, yeah, there's some there's some in that okay. pond. I've caught them and right. eaten them. And and I say the night before, I mean, it was probably a I hadn't noticed I had run over it, but the flies had because the dog came out and I was like, What's that dog doing? And my little lap dog, you know, Hazel, my guard dog, <laughs> she was just rolling round and round. Speaking of and, small dogs with big mouths, yeah, there's one right there. And I'm like, why is this dog acting like that? But when I got closer, I could smell the the rotten. Yeah. And, but she was looking at me like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I mean, just rolling around in a rotten. Oh, then that, she's going to go in the doggy dog. love to roll in it? That's what gets me. It's one thing. Somehow to, I know that it's a protection thing. I don't know what it is. They love to roll. She wasn't eating around on it. She was just rolling in the dead smell. Yeah. Bringing it right into your I go in and tell my daughter, I was like, I think Hazel needs a bath. And she's like, you think? I was like, I'm pretty sure she hasn't had one in a while. (laughs) (laughs) One of the downs. Me me grabbed the dog. Look, and I wasn't even looking. I heard her go. (laughs) Yeah. One of the upsides of life as we begin to age it's about the time you get to be 75. In my case, my smell is almost nil. I yeah, can't smell tough. anything. That's bad. But but for, for events like what you're discussing, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. a hand. It's, it's Why is it funny when yeah. other people gag? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It She's me like, Dad, because she knew that. <laughs> She's the reason up. I said it's time for a bath, because I had witnessed that. Because I was like, you're not going to bring it into the house now. Right Your now. mother calls me more often than you would think after she walks up the road and back. Her daily walk, you know, the, the women, the old women, they go to, they go to getting on these walking, jogging, whatever. But the dogs, no the dogs love it. <laughs> no She'll jogging. say, you want to go walking? And they start jumping four feet off the, the floor. And they're all in. They're like, yeah, we're, we're ready. So she got a little crowd and all the dogs, the dogs. leave with her. Yeah. She, the phone rings about 30 minutes later. She says, I'm on my way back. Shut the door. Shut the porch door. <laughs> they found something dead, and they're all rolling in it. So I'll block them out. I can't smell it anyway, but I'll block them out. She comes up there, you know, and says, Dan. Dan the butler, the ninja Dan. Ninja Dan's always there. He's got soap and all that. She says, clean these dogs up before they go in there because they're going to get that smell all in the living room. Yeah, That happens all the time. It's a problem. It's about problem. once a week. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We got a brand new uh, sponsor. It's called Deal Dash. And, Jace, I, I don't know, do you, you get a lot of packages at your house? Yeah. I do too. I mean, Lisa, every time I pull up to my front door, it's like, it's like I'm at a FedEx distribution center. I mean, especially if I've been gone a few days, if I'm out of town, I mean, Lisa shops everything online, but I I figured it out. Almost everybody does. We're probably the last holdouts, but that's what deal dash does. They're the longest running penny auction website and app around. So it's sort of like you go on there and you can buy, you know, find really good deals on different things. Uh, they had a car that sold for 900 bucks, a brand new TV for less than two bucks. So you can find these really great deals 
a really good product. So stop paying full retail price for the things you want. Participate in fair and honest auctions on DealDash. Simply visit DealDash.com or you can download the app. When you register, enter the promo code Phil for a special offer. That's DealDash.com, promo code Phil. I got a big announcement uh, since our last podcast. Apparently, I guess, Unashamed Nation, you guys have probably been lighting up NRB. And uh, so. I'm going to have to tell you, y'all were talking about this the other day. I'm not sure what NRB is. <laughs> is that bad? Did you, th- did you think it was like NRA on steroids, maybe? NRB? I thought it's it's a secondary version of the NRA. Actually, you got- it stands for National Religious Broadcasters. So it's basically oh. everybody in Christian media. It's their convention they do every year. You know, like it's there's the shot show, our shot show for religious. No, I got it. Once yeah. you said so, you got the National so, Rifle Association, <laughs> and then you got right under there. That's right. Is the, right after the NRA the is the NRB, which by the way, that's Second Amendment, First Amendment. See how that works? Pretty yep. good. Well, they are all so here's valid what, point. So here's what they're going to do. Thanks to I guess you guys, because it was it was supposed to be. You know, we're going to do a a, a live version of the podcast next week. So they say. Wednesday, June 23rd. But it doesn't make sense. I've had this argument before. Because if you call something a live version, if you're going to do it live, then that would mean what we're doing right now is dead. <laughs> well, no, this is live Well, let's too. all roll in it then. Yeah. We, don't, I, I we just, don't have a seated audience. It's the live audience. We're looking at. We're looking you're at making audience. my point. Why do you call something live? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right when, in a sense because Josh is watching us over there, so it it is live to him, but to no one else. But this is going to be an audience. But anyway, so it was closed to only people at the convention. But what they've done now is you will be able to if you you have to go to NRB and register. We'll put up the information, and it's an expo only registration is what they call it. They'll give you a promo code, and it's twenty five bucks. So you basically get that day at the convention on Wednesday. As an outsider, you don't have to do it the whole week. So you get that one day pass, and you'll be able to see our podcast as well as the the Crown Awards. Michael Jr. is going to be there doing some comedy uh, that night. So it's a pretty good deal if you want to check it out. If you're in the DFW area, you may want to check that. It's Wednesday, June 23rd. They they should just call it real time and not live. You're live. (laughs) Yeah, I'm alive. I mean, you remember when Clint Eastwood met with Ten Bears, and he gave him the words of life. And the words of death. Yep. That that was a good speech. Yep. These whatever. Now that was live. He was telling him, but we're watching the movie. But it's like I'll either live with you or I'll die with you. He came prepared for both. That was the proper way to use. This is live. <laughs> this is death. Right here, in my pistols. But then somebody said, "We're going live." We're t- we're doing a live event. That's we were dead, but now we're going we're going live. I don't know what else it can mean. All right. So one more thing. Uh, and the reason I'm saying this is because I'm trying to you know when when Karina first come up, you're trying to explain the English language to people who are not from here, and something like this comes up, and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> how is it live?" I was like. Mm, yeah, I don't know how to explain that. So sign this cup. Uh, this cup is, by the way, we're signing it. I, I've mentioned that uh, it's one-year anniversary for our Facebook group 
uh, that's been put together. And so they're going to give this cup away to some lucky winner. All right, well, look, here's what I'm going to do. Once I find this this this, Speaking of uh, Josie Wells, Uh, once we sign this cup, don't drink out of it. It's it's like hard rock candy, like Lone Whitey said. It's just for looking through. So you want to uh, just set this up somewhere. If you drink out of the cup, you're gonna mess. You're gonna smudge our. I'm having signature. a brain brain cramp here. Where's the verse about? Here it is. I got it. So I'm gonna put the verse. Where's that verse where he says, "But to God, all are alive." I don't know. Uh, Matthew that's, twenty-two. That's a very specific phrase. Thirty-two says he is not the God of the dead but of the living. But I was looking for that live. Remember the, the argument about the woman had been married seven times at the resurrection? Oh, that's, isn't uh, that, is that not Matthew 19? No, that's Matthew 20, uh, 22. But to God, y'all <laughs> hadn't remember, y'all, what, where is that phrase? What, I don't know. That's, that's a very specific phrase. What happened to my phone? But to God, all are alive. That's right, so while thing. you're looking at that, I'll mention something else. Don't forget your daily fill, which is Walmart exclusive uh, that's out. So look for that. And also, I'm drinking out of uh, one of Tony's mugs. See the mugs, Dan? So he, he now he puts his artwork on a coffee mug, and then it has your signature and mom's signature on the backside. Huh. That's pretty cool. So look for that, TonyThomasArt.com. He's got some pretty cool stuff. He's, he's the only on. artist I've ever known. And he's the official Phil Robertson artist. Did huh? You, he's the official uh, artist of Phil Robertson. Did you know that? That's his official title now. Is that right? That's right. Well, there we go. good, he's good to have him on board. Luke oh, yeah. 20, You've always needed an artist. This is what happens when you question now. <laughs> Luke 20, 38. Same story, but Luke's version, I think. Yes. It says, uh, so you remember the, no, no, Luke 20, 38. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. Hmm. So what, that's going on. What, what does that mean? That's going on the coffee mug? I, no, I, yeah, I'm putting that on the coffee mug in, <laughs> in my protest about this. We're going live. I, I'm, I'm challenging well, that assertion. Well, you just hold it. Sometimes they, something sticks in Jesus across. It's there for a while. So, well, and I think the overall point so some is, lucky person from Unashamed Nation. That's what this verse means. So hopefully, oh, did we? So these are not the N- NRB. Button? No, this is somebody that's from it's Facebook right. that well, watches it. But that's it's all, all right. about timing. Now, well, yeah. you like to remember the death he died. Jesus, Romans six ten, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. That's Jesus. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Your position fixes it so that you're alive, whether you're on a stage or whether you're thank seated right you. here. I think you agree with me. Or whether you're walking down the road. Mm-hmm. You're alive in Christ Jesus, and you used to be dead in your sins. So we, sometimes so we the, will be alive. Sometimes yep. the earth's language does not measure up to the character of God. That's right. Well, and that's, to be honest, that's one of the biggest problems with, with people in Scripture because, you know, this thing was written in different languages and then it gets, you know, translated into a language you understand. But sometimes things get lost in translation, oh, so agree. people lose their... But they got the main part right. They got Jesus right. Don't don't 
Don't mess that up. All right, what are we talking about today? Uh, I think we're back in Romans 8 today. It's, oh, boy. Uh, we uh, Romans 8. The one second, the it's greatest, one of the greatest uh, chapters in the whole book. Oh, it's, it's, it is wonderful. I love it. It really is. I mean, it starts off verse 1, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And then you have the relational aspect where he says you didn't receive a a spirit that makes you fear but the spirit of sonship and we cry out father we're god's children if we're god's children then we're heirs why because we're alive if god's alive we're alive <laughs> heirs look, of god. And everything that's worthy of human beings uh food stuff as far as spiritual matters if you have a rendition uh, of about uh, starting in Romans 8.28 going all the way down he ends it up and all these things he makes a list of them Jace you can read them in a minute because he lists a lot of things you're talking about what can separate us from the love of life God. death and, oh, yeah. and your yeah, conquerors we'll... over each one of these because of jesus and what he's done oh, yeah. well by the time he gets done you're like man we have more than enough to uh inspire us to go forward with the gospel of jesus more than enough i'll agree with that i would say romans eight twenty eight through 39 that's is one of the best writing sermons by anybody in, in, in the bible by yeah. anybody yeah, at any time really good so i mean I, you could add all the greatest thinkers we've ever had on planet Earth: socrates aristotle all of them but they they, they would they, they're so far off of this this is way over them way i'll give way you an over. example in 31 when you read that, you know he was, you can sense the fire and passion in that statement. When he says, what What then shall we say in response to this? I mean, you wouldn't say it like, if God is for us, who can be against us? No, you wouldn't say it oh, like no. that. Oh, yeah. no. If God is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you, you know that's what he was thinking. Well, and it's, uh, let's take another break. So, uh, this is kind of the summer of 2021 is the first summer, you know, in a couple of years where people feel like they can just kind of get out and go. I noticed that today California finally lifted their all their restrictions to let people get out and live their life, which is a good thing. Of course, it didn't change a lot for us because our life pretty much went on like we live it. But there's a there's one of our sponsors is a company called Bespoke Post, and they send you stuff that helps you to be able to really just have a good time. That's what I call it. They call it a box of awesome. And it is, uh, I get, I get stuff that comes in. It could be travel stuff, could be outdoor gear. It could be grooming stuff, whatever you're into, you can go online and, and onto their website and take a little quiz and they'll find out what you like. And they're going to send you like a little surprise box every month. It's box of awesome.com is their website, which is pretty cool. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month. You can cancel it whenever you want to. The box is 45 bucks, but you get $70 worth of gear. So you're always getting a pretty good deal. And you get 20% off your first monthly box. If you sign up at boxofawesome.com, enter the code Phil at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code Phil for 20% off your first box. It's the, the reason it's so, so good is it's, basically the bridge in the book of Romans. Cause we've been talking all this time leading That's up true. to this about 
condemnation and here's what sin does. And even though Romans six starts giving you that idea about, you know, that we can be saved. This is the chapter where he really says, here's what salvation looks like. This is what it looks like. And, and not only in the now, but in the future, which yeah. is the, and the that, two, that the two greatest verses in the Bible, according to Jesus, one love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the other one is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. These, those are the greatest commands in the Bible. That's Jesus talking. Well, Romans 8 is an explanation now of why. Right. You, you see what well, I'm saying? Right. It exactly. is. He, gets, he has this section about the future glory, which we have debated for years. I mean, we, we all agree that it's talking about the bodily resurrection in essence right. and, and the future because of Romans 8 and verse. And and read read 17 because that, that's what really, that's the, uh, the, the context. Yeah, well, on 17? Yeah, before you, you, that leads into this. Well, right, section. he says, if we're children, then we're heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, which he mentions that kind of in right. Romans 5, because you said this is the first, but, but Romans 5 does a little bit of it. It's, it does. It's like it mirrors Romans 8, uh, in order that we may also share in his glory. So that leads into this. I mean, I, I'm not sure how to describe these next few verses. I, I know he's talking I about... I think glory the, is the key word, because you remember Jesus... Remember when he told, was it Mary was trying, was grabbing him and just like, you know, hugging his, probably his legs. So she was bowed down. And he says, I, you know, I haven't been to the father, meaning he, he talks about his glory there. I haven't been glorified. There was an idea about the resurrected Jesus. He used the word glory that was different than before he was resurrected. So I think yeah. that's the connection probably to us. I, I think, mean, <clears throat> I think the details of this is probably, there's been more discussions disagreements on the details of of Romans 8:18 through about about verse 27. Yep. Well, that, really 25. Now, we all agree that we're talking about the resurrection and we win as sons and daughters of God. But he says, I consider our present sufferings not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed will in will be says future. We know yeah. it's future. But then it says the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Yeah, that's the kind of this is where it goes off the rails. Right. Because you're like, well, what did he mean by creation? Well, I think most people believe that this is talking about the trees, the planet, I guess the universe, the galaxies. Yep. I don't agree with that at all. I don't either. But most people believe that. The, now, now when Jesus, think about it. When, the, when, the, the but, big, the big but, question Phil, is, he, what's going to be the difference between one group and the other group on the day of judgment? What, what's going to be the difference? In other words, everybody's waiting. A, a lot of them are saying, "There's nothing to this Christianity stuff." Right. Don't don't be telling me about any Jesus stuff. You're in Jesus. That, that's going to be a mighty throng of created people, yep. and they're well, all standing there looking, saying, "So." So I, you know, so what do you think you have that I don't have? You like, you so, need to so, read Romans Phil, 8. I think, but I think people are, they're thinking, well, we all agree with that. So Phil is saying the word creation is being used like it was when Jesus said, go into the whole creation and preach the good news. Yep. Now, 
Was he talking about just going to the, the earth? mountains, the or, mountains and the trees, yeah, and or the rivers? Well, but but I'm saying go into the create the earth and find people and share. Or is it like if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation? Now, what's that creation mean? The ones that have been that's people that's out people of a sinful only. world, and they are part of the. Ones who have been reconciled through faith under the grace of God. Well, that's Second Corinthians five, you know, or is it First Corinthians five, uh, where he says, "If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation." It is Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians five. So I'm saying, not he's not talking about dogs like we were talking about. He's not talking about trees. We're talking about people now. So what I here's what I thought because you read the next verse, it says, "The creation waits." in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. And people say, well, it can't be people, because why would the people be waiting for the same people to be revealed? Which I... Because the resurrection has not taken yeah, place yet. because I don't know what my resurrected body is going to be like. Right, that's right. And that everyone who has died in Christ but you gotta, be- you, before you, now... you got to somewhat, that, that 1 Corinthians 15, it's a pretty good treatise and. Yeah, flesh from everything. Everything has a certain kind of flesh. But there's going to be a spiritual glorified body is what you're going to receive here. But the first right. John 3 says we will, our body will be like Jesus' body, but his body is hard for me to wrap my head, head around because he ate fish, but he also went through a wall. And he could defy gravity. He, well, he levitated, which there's some debate whether he actually, you know, because he didn't have to do that. He didn't like have to go fly. I no. mean, if you control the atoms and the molecules, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think he just did that for us to help us understand we're leaving here. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're out of here because he didn't have to levitate. You ever thought about that? Yeah. So most scholars, when they read that, they're like, "Well, I think they got the translation wrong." Because they're like, "Why? Why would he have to? He doesn't have to levitate because he has all the power of the atoms and the." I think it was one of those moments of, "Hey, what's this?" That's what I think. See, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was, but a- it's cool because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I can. So then, it was, Jace, get- it was Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. All right, because I know right there that verse has absolutely nothing to do with the material universe in any way, shape, or form. That's right. Because I've looked at what these. Words Another mean. thing to think about, though, is is the creation. So we know there are because that's everything God created. Yeah. I mean, well, that, that, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying I'm saying creation is everything God created. But think about those. Think about that. We know there are other beings. We know about angels, and right. demons. We know about Satan. <laughs> that's true. So I don't know who else out there God may have created this waiting until the resurrection. Valid point. That, I, and then there are other beings in that are. We know, and it seems to suggest that, can't that the angelic beings are waiting also, right, to see what. I agree. Well, what is that? First Peter, Peter. Where, where he talks about Satan be waiting on final judgment. Yep. you know. And now here, yep, so. here's where it gets more tricky. Hang though. on, let's take another break. Well, verse twenty gets more tricky because then it says the creation, whatever it is, which we're debating, was subjected to frustration. Now. Th- this is where I went into thinking this is people, because when I look at the earth, I don't think a tree gets frustrated or 
And they're like, well, volcano, volcanoes, the reason they're gurgling is because they're frustrated. But, you know, a volcano wouldn't be scary if there were no people. <laughs> it's like if, if a tree, if no one's in the wood. Thank you, tree, <laughs> Yeah. So now look, there are a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about, and, and Romans 1 is where it all you know, goes to in your with point, this. How could it, the, it says the trees sing God's glory? You know, in the Psalms, there's there's a lot of references that talk about from what has been made by God, people can see the nature of God in the created universe. You know, we agree. So what people do here, the people that Phil and I are disagreeing with, they say, yeah, but when sin came in. It cursed the earth, which they're basing it. By the way, just to play devil's advocate, uh, on they're based on Genesis three, seventeen. Well, maybe not play devil's advocate in an actual spiritual <laughs> conversation. Well, I'm not going to be the devil. Okay, but, uh, it says, "Cursed is the ground because of you. Yeah, through painful toil you will eat of it. It will produce thorns and thistles." Yes. Uh, sweat of your brow, blah, blah, blah. And I'm so, glad you brought this up because y'all because know. that's where it comes from. That's where the That's where it comes from. Most but, people but, are not looking <clears throat> forward to or have their faith grounded in a resurrected body because it defies, it defies, uh, what, it defies what is. Yeah. You, you say, wait a minute here. I mean, you're, you're going to escape physical death by being given a body. But how do you figure we know that the whole creation has been groaning? So we either have trees, <clears throat> rivers, so, lakes, planets, stars, so and they're that, all groaning. You say, well, what would they be groaning about? Second well, Corinthians 5 brings up what the groaning's about, but that's people. Was that where you were going? Yeah. <clears throat> well, let me just jump in here, though, and say one thing about Al. As in the Before pains you get of childbirth to... right up to the present time, because but hang no on. one has seen but one person raised from the dead. Right. Now, when they saw that, it did get their attention and created a movement that has lasted for 2,000 years. I want you to make this point, but I feel like if, because Al brought up a point that says, well, if the earth is cursed, because you're going over to where we agree on. But I think we have to say something about the earth being cursed. Because right. that is where their whole foundation lies for the, how they're that thinking. This text means so right before you read that, all I want to say is there's some real interesting verses in Genesis that happens right after that. And one of them is in Genesis 5 in, in a seemingly list of uh generational history it gets down to the verse uh, in chapter 5 and 28 it said or 29 he named him noah lamech had a son named him noah and said now listen to this phrase he will comfort us in the labor and painful toll of our hands caused by the ground the lord has cursed which goes yep. to your point but all of a sudden when you read that, it sounds like there's some relief coming because he, he said yeah. Noah's going to bring some some relief. Now, I've studied this with many people, and I have yet to get an answer, so we're saying this in front of, I guess, tens of thousands of people, so I would love to know. It's more like millions. So then the, the Noah comes, 
And we know what happens. The Lord judged the earth and the people, by the way. And so there's an interesting statement after the water goes down in Genesis 8 in verse 21-ish. The Lord smelled the aroma of this sacrifice that Noah and his family made, and he says an interesting statement. This is the Lord talking. Never again will I curse the ground because of man. Even though every inclination of the heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I've done, you know, through the flood. So yet there was two, there was two things here. He said, I'm not going to curse the ground again, and I'm not going to destroy all the living creatures. And then he says this kind of like a poem style. It says, as long as the earth endures, which means it won't endure at some point. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Well, it seemed like to me after reading this, that whatever this curse was on the actual earth got lifted. Now, and the rainbow was a, basically a symbol of that. Both the yeah. man and the earth. So so my point is, before you get into what we think, which is the creation being past, present, and future people, yep. and maybe the spiritual world seeing this revealing at the resurrection, I'm saying if you make the whole argument about saying, well, because a lot of people say, well, yeah, but we still have briars, but, but that's why I brought up about the volcano. A briar is not destructive or painful if there's no people here. Right. It, but think about why the, is it a problem? It's the problem is because we're perishable. Think about the nature of the curse anyway, when he talked about the land. It was only in how it related to man's working of it. In other words, it's going to be difficult now. Right. The labor's going to be tough. You're going to have things you have to work. So it was still a man related curse, to your point. Well, which right. I agree. And and I think making it difficult is one thing, but cursing the ground is another. To me, if you plant something and it won't come up, well, the ground's cursed. Yeah. I think he lifted that after the flood. I think up until then, <laughs> you couldn't get things to come up. Right. It was like weird because it was cursed because Cain had killed Abel and the blood was right. in the ground and he said, curse the ground. And, right. I mean, it was more going on there. So back to Romans 8, getting to Phil's point on the groaning. All right, so let's take one last break. Yeah. So. Either the material universe is groaning or it's people, which what Phil brought up, and is that 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 is first Corinthians five, or is it second Corinthians five where it says we groan inwardly as we wait to that's, be that's second Corinthians second five. five too. The that's early a, part, which by the way, in that's the context why, of the of, of the resurrection. And he later said, on in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Because remember, <clears throat> the context of 2 Corinthians 5 is our heavenly dwelling, because he starts out by saying, if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. But then read verse 17. Because eventually, you're going to get down into our ministry, and he says, therefore, if anyone isn't in Christ, right. uh-oh. He is a new creation. So, mm. <laughs> which, but by not, the way, but, but do, we're not finalized. Do a Bible resurrection. That's right. Do a Bible study 
on Groney, look up where the other places, and it, it it's really seems to be the same thing every time. So since we only had, we don't have much time left. So, so it sounds so, like to me we're we're discussing the second law of thermodynamics, which basically our the greatest scientific minds we have, they see a a slow loss of energy Correct. with each passing day, which tells them it had to have a beginning or it would already be all gone. Correct. Same as the sun. It's sun, burning, sun, which yeah, means it's and when it's lo- and then then they've tied that in to these texts, I think, saying, well it's the it's the second law of thermodynamics. The thing was made, and it's been losing a little bit of power every year. Uh, it's, it's a dwindling of it, – it, it's beginning to, what, collapse. Right. Eventually, but, eventually. But what's interesting it's is – slow pace. While, but, while it's collapsing in energy, it continues to expand, which is really interesting on the way God created it. I mean, that's why it's beyond – I just – I'm like Jace. I don't think he went from – the great news of Jesus dying on the cross, being buried and raised from the dead. I just don't think he would have jumped off into the second law of thermodynamics at this particular juncture. It doesn't juncture. fit the context of the whole Bible, for sure. No. Right, because this is not mentioned anywhere else. Correct. And Now, but then you're left with a problem. <clears throat> now, a lot of y'all are saying, well, this is getting deep. <laughs> yeah, it's deep, and I, I, I'm not sure I'm right on this, right. but I'm trying to explain it as best as I can based on years of discussions. And in the grand scheme of things, look, make sure you're being a part of the resurrection of the righteous. Yeah, yeah, That's the point. Don't miss the big point. This is an awesome thing to participate in, and you're, you don't want to be sitting there saying, I ain't doing it because I just don't believe the earth is under a curse. So guess what? I'm out on the whole thing. Well, okay. There's a hell also. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> after he point. gets through with the creation groaning, he well, he interjects a uh, uh, a a wonderful thought that a lot of people scratch their head, including me sometime. In the same way, after he talked about the resurrection of the dead, the redemption of our bodies, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit that we're given when we're baptized, according to the Bible, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans. (coughs) But, But unfortunately that words cannot express. So when you start reading texts like that, you say this thing is getting a little deeper than my C plus mine can, can grab a hold. Well, right. Cause look, one thing I was going to say also another problem for our, what we're presenting here is verse 20. Cause it says the creation was subjected to frustration. Well, that little phrase, not by its own choice. That's why people don't think it's people because they're like, but we do choose. And you say, but it says, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation, which I believe is people itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. My explanation of that would have been, well, yeah, but when Adam and Eve sinned, they actually put the rest of us, everybody who would come in a in a bondage of decay. To it's me, called, that's the frustration. I didn't choose. It's called that their sinful nature was handed down to everybody. And if you say, well, yeah, but you're just trying to make this fit. Well, he brings up Adam in detail two chapters earlier in chapter five 
saying, essentially, he brought death, and then Jesus brought life. And I'm looking at it like, oh, well, that that was the bondage of decay that Adam brought. Because usually people go to the spiritual side of it, but I look at it just logistically. I'm like, you're the one that screwed up and got separated from the tree of life. And, and no decaying had taken place until you pulled that you stuff. You had the tree of life, but not only were you separated from it by your sin— you basically separated the rest of us from that tree of life. Brought death into the world. So I think in the religious world, you know what people did? They looked at it the exact opposite. They're like, well, his sin carried over. But I'm like, no, the separation is what carried over from the tree of life. and Because this is all talking about the redemption of our bodies. Right. So Jesus' tree of life on a cross is being given is basically what bridged that that became the tree of life for us in in a spiritual way and even in a physical way that would guarantee our bodies. I think you are correct on that. that, That's what I think. So the key is dad read it is that the spirit is the link to now where we are as sons of the almighty. Yep. To our, not only our resurrection and redemption of our body, because mm-hmm. remember it says the spirit is going to raise us up, but then also to even help us on the earth. That's that idea about communicating with God. So it's like Jesus came, he died for us. He's God, but he's one of us as well. He's God in flesh. Yep. He left here and he said, when I leave here, I'm going to give you something that's going to be with you until I come back. That's right. That's the spirit. That's what he told the disciples. Now watch, hold on to that thought. So you so so we bounce back over to Second Corinthians five. We know that the earthly tent we live in is destroyed. We have a builder from God, an eternal house. And if you'll notice right in the middle down there, it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Well, that fits perfectly with what he's saying in Romans chapter eight. Right. That's exactly right. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Or would you just spoke it? Without the Spirit of God, in between and make the bridge, without him, he is the bridge. And remember. No spirit in a man, you say, no Holy Spirit in a man, you're out. Yeah, because what is it, Ephesians, where he says you're marked by the Holy Spirit? In other words, that's going to be how you, you can tell. You're identified. Who's a son and a daughter and who's not. You're implanted, as Peter would call it, imperishable seed. Right. Well, what is you wrong? Say, well, it's not perishable. You you have the spirit living in you. You have imperishable seed, meaning you've been marked for the resurrection. Well, what right. did he just say 10 verses before in Romans 8, 11? If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. That's what Romans 8 is all about. And it's not about the created Thank universe. Yeah. Since when did it's y'all just, start agreeing with me on this? When we, when we learn to be as smart as you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look, I'm not. I'm open a, a to hundred, both sides, right? But I mean, I definitely think this whole text is talking my about defense the is I'm a C plus man. Uh, are you college educated there, dude? No, no. In many people's is, minds, if you say no, in many people's minds, too dumb to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm street smart. But I, but yeah, 
street smart. But if you look at all the apostles and all, they were classified as unschooled <laughs> and ordinary men. No, Jason. That would be you, hey, Jason. Jason's like an old Airedale hey. dog. He ain't as dumb as he looks. He ain't dumb as he looks. Can you imagine like going to some theological center and here I am over there sitting on the side and they're like, we have a guest tonight going to give some exciting new thoughts on Romans 8. And they look over there, and I'm sitting there with my yeah, camera. Yeah, they're like, boy, this is going to be good. Because look, Al. It's I, the same look you get. But Al, the dude that walked up to me at the speech in Little Rock, Arkansas, he walked up there. I got my table, and I'm trying to sell a few duck calls after the speech. I looked at him. He was just sitting there looking at me. And, and, and I said, what, what do you need? Do you need a duck call or something? He said, I'll tell you what I got out of that speech. I said, what's that? He said, you like one of them Airedale dogs. You ain't dumb as you look. <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> that's where you got that's that story of, from. That's kind of a backhanded comment. Oh, before yeah. I got up Sunday. I felt good about it. <laughs> before I got up Sunday to preach for you, this old lady who I didn't know, she come down there and she said, is this what you're wearing? Because I have my camouflage shirt on. Yeah. I said, yep. <laughs> she just shook her head and turned around. <laughs> well, now, now you're explaining why the crowd didn't warm up to you, Jace. They were like, I was thinking that when I got up. I was like, tell me, tough crowd. I just got rebuked before I got up here about what I'm wearing. I bet I, I, bet I knew who day, it was. That's, what's funny is I actually know who it was. The I dude the other day, you know, everybody was pitching in on my conversation with Corona and he all he posted I think it's Corolla. Was, yeah, Corolla. All he posted was, Mr. Robertson, I strongly dislike you. Yeah. That was a good one. All right, we gotta go. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else. Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.